Welcome to the LA Interiors Podcast with your hosts, Laura and Anthony. The podcast where we discuss property, interiors, home decor, and so much more. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. You're with myself and Laura, and this week on episode five, we are talking about bedrooms. So from the main bedroom to spare rooms and how to best maximize your space. And as always, before we get into the topic, we just want to say a massive thank you to our competition sponsors last week, Mindy Browns. We hope you're all looking forward to Easter this weekend. Um, So definitely check out our page for any last minute decorating tips. So yes, as mentioned, we're going to move upstairs this week and we're looking at the bedrooms as the focus. So I suppose depending on what size house you have or what kind of space you might be working with, a lot of the time in new builds, you're really going to be looking at a three or four bed. So for most people, maybe starting out in their first home, they may not have kids yet. So there are spare rooms to play with. And for me, I guess getting in, it was all about getting the main bedroom prepped. What about you, Laura? I started with the guest bedroom, funnily enough. Um, I did get the bed for the master, but to this day, I am still working on that bedroom. Um, But I focused on the guest room, I suppose, because it was easier. It was one of the smaller ones to do. Um, And luckily, I did have some guests. You got to stay there (laughs) last year. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of have that space ready for the few guests that I had to stay over. Definitely. And that's kind of one of the loveliest things about having your new home is you do want people to come and stay. Obviously, things aren't as they should be at the moment, but hopefully that will go back to normal quite soon. So that was your priority, I guess, getting into the house. You just need somewhere to sleep, I feel, when you're moving in. It's like, okay, anything will do. I know a lot of people throw a mattress down on the floor and just make do until a bed arrives. So did you sleep in the guest room yourself before the other beds arrived? I did. That was mainly for blinds purposes. My master bedroom's at the front of the house and the guest bedroom's at the back. So it was just easier in a smaller room with a smaller window to cover that one out while waiting for the blinds in the front room. But I did order my beds at the same time. I actually had a style in mind that I wanted. I couldn't find that in bed frames. So I got my headboards made bespoke by Avenue One Design. And then I bought divan bases, which were quite cheap, actually, in sort of a complimentary neutral tone, and then the mattresses to go on top of them. So I had the base and the mattress for a few weeks before the headboards got installed. Nice. Yeah, I actually kind of did something similar. And I think I mentioned it on one of the earlier episodes. Essentially, when we were getting in, I wanted to have somewhere to sleep but I didn't want to have to buy the bed for the main bedroom just yet because I wasn't sure what I wanted and I was also planning on using the cash back from the mortgage to buy it because I did want to get something really nice so we picked up a relatively cost-effective frame which is in the spare room and it's kind of a navy quilted material so it came with the headboard built in which was brilliant And then we brought the mattress from our apartment and we slept in that room for a few weeks until the bed arrived. 
So it's kind of nice because I got to experience the guest room and know yeah. what it's like for people when they're staying over. But then getting into the main bedroom itself, did you have a plan for color scheme? I know you mentioned the bed style there, but what was your vision? Yeah, for the master bedroom, I'm still working on it. I went with a neutral, surprise, surprise, it is me, <laughs> neutral headboard, sort of a beigey velvet tufted headboard. And I suppose I want the room to be relaxing and the place you go to switch off you want to feel calm in there I don't want it full of clutter you know after living in an apartment for years where 90% of your belongings are in your room I just really want to create this sort of zen space now in the house which is purely for sleeping so that's influencing my decision when it comes to color tones and um, I went with the neutral headboard so that I can keep the room quite light and airy and then I might go for a blue or a green maybe not even on all the walls I might do one feature wall and then like we were saying with the living room it's bringing in that color then through your soft furnishings and your cushions and throws and that kind of thing yeah lovely and you've such it's like a nice base palette then to work against you can work those colors in and swap them out easily enough funnily enough actually with my main bedroom I think it's very you in the sense of the color scheme yeah. and only room in the house where I've gone very neutral and I think it's for similar reasons that you went that way it's just calming it's fresh light airy so initially when we got in the bed that we did get it's kind of a mink color so it's a wooden frame but the headboard of it is cushioned and then it's quite simple and classic in style. It's almost got a bit of a French antique feel. The legs have a curve on them, but it's not ostentatious at all. It like very simply would fit into a lot of different types of decor schemes. So that's what I really liked about it. And I was on a painting spree when we moved in. So I did paint the room a kind of biscuity color. And the carpet we got in there is like a very pale, it's almost like a goldy beige, but it's quite pale. And the walls went the biscuity color. And I remember when we painted them, I thought, I don't love that, but it was kind of on the vibe I was going for. So it stayed that way for a couple of years. And then last summer, we refreshed it and went lighter. So it's very much just a pale cream now, which I love. And then from a bedding perspective, it's always just white, fresh, and... I did do one feature wall behind the bed in wallpaper. Again, it actually wasn't my first preference of wallpaper, but I do quite like it. It's kind of got a bit of a mink through it, some warmer tones and like a very simple design, kind of some flecks of gold. I mean, it sounds outrageous the way I just described it. It's actually very simple, but I do really like it. So I feel the room is a bit of a mishmash of styles, but from a color perspective, it's very neutral and very simple. So yeah, I love your scheme. You it feels nice and warm and cozy. Yeah. And I guess then you're in, you've got your bed in. What are the kind of other feature pieces of furniture that you were like, okay, I need to get this? So I bought my chair, which is for my reading corner. That was sort of a spontaneous purchase. It was one of those things 
I didn't know I needed until I saw it. <laughs> um, I was scrolling through Instagram one day and came across it on House of Indie, which is a gorgeous independent Irish brand. So it was a one-off. So I was like, right, I love this. If I don't get it now, it might not be there. It worked well with the theme of the room, I suppose. It's like a boucle material with gold legs. It just looks like a fluffy cloud and it's so comfy. So I bought that. And other than that, I'm trying to look for bedside tables. They're quite challenging. And I've popped this up on my Instagram a few times and lots of people seem to struggle with them as well. I think it's hard to find a nice style. I'm looking for a particular style with like one drawer or one shelf, nothing too clunky, but it's very expensive as well. A lot of what's out there. So I'm shopping around at the minute, not rushing into it. And I'm also considering a DIY. I've seen people do really cool stuff with IKEA tables where you can paint them up and change the knobs. So that's an option as well. I know finding the right furniture can be difficult. Like I said, ours is very much like a mishmash of different styles. So I think the bed and the bedside lamps I got are very traditional, but then the furniture, like the bedside lockers, they're almost got a bit of a Scandi style to them. So they're a pale wood, but the drawer is white. And then there's one small shelf beneath the drawer and it's raised. So it's got four wooden legs and Got a small chest of drawers as well in the same style. So I got all three of them in woodies, shocker. But I love them. They really work with the space because I think when you're working with a neutral color palette, you can change, like you can mix and match styles of furniture. So the theme doesn't necessarily have to be the style that you're going with. It's the color palette. And by bringing in different styles, they can actually complement each other really nicely. So then another piece of furniture I got was kind of a, I'm not really sure what you'd call it. It's sort of an end of bed seat. And, like a low you know, it's seat. Sort of like a U, yeah, yeah, like a U-shaped seat. And it's got white legs in wood. And then the main body of it is just a linen-y material in a kind of mink color. And that's from The Grange, which I love their stuff. It's really, really nice. And I picked it up in shawls randomly enough. And I actually also picked up the lamps in Shaw's and they're from the Grange. So they've lovely homewares, accessories, seating, lamps, mirrors. I got a mirror for the bathroom actually. And I picked that one up in the orchard in Selbridge, but they've lovely stuff, really classic styles. So yeah, I think I was able to mix and match kind of nice pieces of furniture to bring it all together. I'm really happy with where it's at now. My most recent purchase was just this week I bought new cushions between H&M and Next. So I'm gonna style the bed up the way I really want it. I've been picking bits up as I've gone, but I feel like now I'm gonna get it exactly the way I kind of envision it. So I'm really excited about that. And then another thing I think for bedrooms that people kind of need to take into consideration is mirrors. Are you planning on a big statement mirror in the bedroom? Yeah, I'm a bit unsure what to do. Um, I have a couple of walls where it could go. I think what I'll do in the master bedroom is more of a decorative statement mirror rather than a full-length mirror. 
I've got full light mirrors in other rooms of the house, which covers that off, I think. But I've seen beautiful ones, like a sunburst in gold or something like that, where the actual mirror part is relatively small, but it's lovely and decorative on a wall. So I'm thinking something like that might be nice. Yeah, I love those. That would be gorgeous. For me, I have the giant mirror, which you have in your hallway. It's such a good buy from Dunn's. I remember getting it. Alan was like, this is way too big for a bedroom. And I was just like, no, I need to have it. Like, I remember seeing it. I was looking at it for ages. Even before I think we got the house, I was eyeing it up. And for the size and the quality of it, it's actually such a good price because Mm -hmm. I've looked at similar pieces in other stores and even antique pieces, which is kind of the vibe of it. And they can be very expensive, whereas this is really cost effective, especially if it's something that you're not sure if you're going to want to use forever, because it is such a statement item that it might not always transition with your style as the years go on. So getting something like that at a good price, I thought was excellent. So that's a big feature in our bedroom. I'm considering moving it at the moment and actually mounting it onto a wall, but we shall see because it would be a big job with the size and the weight of it. But I absolutely love it. So that's me kind of on the main bedroom front. What are you kind of waiting on now? So your bedside lockers? Yeah, bedside lockers. I think once I have them, then I'll know what sort of style lamp I want, which brings us on to lighting, I suppose. In terms of lighting in general, I have a very basic lampshade up at the minute. Um, I think I picked it up in Brand Max for like eight euro, but it matches the headboard. So it works fine for the moment. I may change that to a bit more of a feature light later on, but I think lighting is definitely something that you can really shop around for and get good value on. And it changes the feel of the room as well. I think you can get lovely bedside lamps that really make a statement, the likes of Duns are great for them. I've seen people sharing home store and more lately, seem to have a lovely selection. Um, and that's a lovely way to bring the colour theme through to the room as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I did something very similar in the bedroom at the start, just picked up a really cheap shade, but it was in the kind of colour. And I was like, okay, that'll keep me going. Ended up having it for a couple of years. And then we bought a gold sort of spiral that goes up into the ceiling and it has three big bulbs on it. And I got the bulbs in a kind of warm light, which I actually don't normally really like. They've got like an orange filament in them, but they work well in that room, just more as a feature. I rarely use the light for light purposes. I use the lamp, but it works really, really nicely. So we've both kept it quite neutral in the bedrooms, but we've actually done something similar color-wise in the guest rooms. Um, I wanted to do something a bit more bold, I suppose, in the guest room. I was really tempted to make it blush pink and really girly and lovely, but then I said, no, I'll be a bit braver and do something a bit more colorful. So I actually went with a mint green and then pink soft furnishings. And I'm really happy with how it's turned out. I went for a lovely statement headboard in there. It's like a scallop shape. And that really kind of is the feature point of the room. And then I brought the pink in through my cushions. I had an old lampshade that I had actually in the apartment that worked quite well in there. So that was great to be able to reuse that. And 
it picked up a little lamp in Dunk for like 25 euro and that's kind of brought the whole room together but you did something similar in your guest room color wise didn't you yeah I think you're right you can get a bit creative in those spaces because you're not in them all the time and then it's a bit of fun if people are staying over that they're in this kind of quirkier room because they don't have to look at it all the time so yeah like I love your room I love pink and green together I think they work so nicely and we have the couple of spare rooms so in the kind of box room I put a day bed which I picked up in Des Kelly's and it's gorgeous I love it it's big chunky gray it has studs in it like it's very substantial looking and the best part about it is it's a single bed but then the bottom base of it pulls out and there's another mattress under there so you can have two people which is good for sleepovers and that's kind of the statement piece in that room then and what we did with the walls was we went gray green and pink but it's been painted into kind of triangle shape so it's segmented which was actually a really awful job for Alan to do I don't really do those bits so I kind of come up with the vision and then Alan has to unfortunately execute it but he does a good job so it works well he did that (laughs) he does he does he um he used tape to separate the sections there's loads of tutorials online for it and it came out really nicely I really really still love it and it's been that way now for a few years and then I picked up a few cushions in similar colors in pennies and like soft velvety feel cushions and they're lovely I just really like that room it's great when we've got like nieces or nephews staying over it's a real kid friendly room and then in the other spare room which is the one we were sleeping in for a while got the navy double bed and then went with a kind of yellow gray theme in there so I've wallpaper on one wall which is white with yellow and gray kind of almost geometric shapes in it and then the other walls are just a pale gray and then I've gone a bit mad with the soft furnishings I have a cactus lamp which I'm obsessed with bright yellow cactus and a little footstool which I picked up in home focus a lovely throw it's quite um Scandinavian feel to the throw and it's yellow and gray I picked it up in TK Maxx the quality is so good all the throws and stuff I would actually recommend if you want to spend a little bit more than maybe your H&M or your pennies that you go to TK Maxx because you can get ones that are extremely good quality but much cheaper than you'd pay in a lot of places and they last the test of time so that's a really good tip I think and then yeah just nice fun little soft furnishings in there which I'm really happy with and actually just on the bed piece so I suppose we'd bought the kind of cost effective frame but then the mattress is really good quality and it was the same in our bedroom the frame wasn't hugely expensive it's the mattress and I think for people if you're working to a bit of a budget with regards to beds obviously it's great to get a statement bed that looks stunning but it's the one time that I would absolutely recommend function over form because you're sleeping in it every single night and the mattresses tend to be the more expensive part. But if you're going to invest in any aspect of your bed, it should be the thing you're sleeping on every single night. So 
I would absolutely recommend get yourself a really good quality mattress. Because yeah, it's where you have to lay your head down and you want to be comfy. Definitely. And you can shop around as well. Like there's always great sales on. So sometimes you can get one that would have been worth a lot more for a more budget friendly price, I suppose. But even when they're on sale, I think it's worth stretching your budget as far as it can go on a piece like that. Yeah, completely. And they last years. You can flip them. You can get toppers for them. There's so many different ways to like elevate your sleep but I think that's probably something we've all learned during lockdown and everything nothing is more important than a good quality sleep yeah um and then with spare rooms and stuff in general a lot of the time now people are using a spare room as maybe an office or maybe even a dressing room I know you have plans and it's in motion for your spare room slash dressing room how's that going Yeah, so it's probably going to be a combination of an office and a dressing room. Um, I have gone with my smallest room in the house as the guest room. And this goes back to, I suppose, making spaces work for you and how you're going to use the house and live in the house. And it was actually you who gave me this advice. I remember at the time I was thinking, right, so I have the master, the spare room, and then the small room will be my office slash dressing room. But it was you who said to me, make that the guest room it still fits a double bed it's a small room small double but I may as well make the most of the space that I'm going to be spending a lot of time in so that's what I've done and I put a desk and a chair in there for the moment and I have my rail and my mirror so that's kind of my space for creating content for my blog and for working so it's great to have I suppose with working from home as well, a place that you can go and close the door at the end of the day. So yeah, I'm trying to do a nice combination of the two. Lots of Pinterest ideas saved. So just trying to bring it to reality now. I think I just need a few key pieces of furniture to bring it together. Some nice soft curtains maybe in that room and a light fitting. I do have the benefit of the built-in wardrobes in all the bedrooms in my house. There's a good bit of storage already there, but I think a nice chest of drawers might finish the room off. And then like you say, I might get a day bed or, or a sofa bed even, something that can function with the kind of office theme in the day, but then um, when I have guests over, it's that extra sleeping space. Yeah, exactly. I know I remember having that conversation with you as well, because you'd have this, I suppose the thing with the three beds versus four beds sometimes, we have the four beds and that ended up being because there was no three beds left and we really wanted a house in the development. So we just stretched that bit further to get the four bed. But a lot of the time, the difference between the three and four beds is actually the space you're getting downstairs you don't end up with the same size bedroom. So I do think in three beds, you end up with bigger bedrooms because they, the houses aren't that much smaller than the four beds. It's more the layout and then in a, a small bit of additional space. So with you, you've the three bedrooms, the master, which is a great size, then the spare, which is the dressing office room, which again is a really good size. And then what you would consider to be a box room, you'd still get a double bed in there very easily, which you have done. It's a lovely, cozy space. Whereas with the four beds, I often find that you'll end up with your main bedroom, which is obviously a double, a double, another double room, but then two box rooms. So you wouldn't get 
a double bed into either of my two smaller rooms. And one of them is just a spare room, a spare guest room. But then the other one we turned into an office as well. So we have, we have a sofa bed in there. It's just a very simple black leather sofa that can flop down into a double bed if needed. It rarely is needed. And then we have a small desk in there also and a nice little sleek chair. They're very compact. Got the desk actually in Ikea and it's a dressing table in theory. So it's white, it has a glass top and it has one slim drawer in it, but it's perfect size for a desk, especially at home. You don't want this big clunky thing. Well, I didn't. And then the chair is white, very slim line picked that one up in Argos and again it just fits in really nicely with the theme and me being me I do have a wall wallpapered in there it's black it's graphic and then the rest of the room is white and I have some pops of kind of bright color in the soft furnishings and some paint paintings on the wall so altogether it's a very bright space I feel like it's a workspace and it is like you're saying you're able to go up there work at the end of the day then you shut the door and it's perfect. And Alan and I use it separately because he is a teacher, so he's in work all day. And whereas I'm working from home, so then in the evenings he might work up there. And even the wardrobe in that space functions for him as a storage space because he has so much stuff for work. So that was a great use of the space for us. But I think for you, like absolutely using that bigger room as a dressing room, as an office, and especially when you are kind of creating content and everything, you don't want to feel like you're in the box room all the time. Like people need to make the most of the space for them, not for people who might be coming to stay the odd time. And you mentioned there the built-in wardrobes. I think that's a great thing about the new builds. Across the board with the new build, mentioned it before, you're getting built-in units in the kitchen your appliances all that type of thing but then built-in wardrobes is a great cost saver because they're quite expensive to either get installed or just buy standalone items do you feel you had a good amount of space in them yeah they're a great mix so in the master bedroom there's a mix of um, shelves and rails at different lengths so it works really well and i think like you said with the kitchen they're normally designed to optimize the room. So the built-in, they're kind of, they're in the right place. They're in my master, they're tucked away behind the bedroom door. So it just, it makes the whole room a bit more seamless. But I think they're definitely something to flag at the early stages. You know, if you want to make modifications, if you want an extra shelf or you want to change a rail out somewhere, that's definitely something to make contact with the site manager over and um, because I'm sure like the kitchen you could make those modifications there for a cost yeah you can we actually did we got a couple of extra shelves put in and we've got another rail so the way some of the wardrobes were laid out and I think this is just because it was standard new build they weren't maximized you know there was a lot of dead space in one or two of them and it was very easy. We spoke to the foreman, we found out the supplier and we ordered the items ourselves and they fit perfectly. So it was ideal really. But yeah, I think getting the built-ins as part of your move-in process, it just makes life so much easier, especially when you're unpacking and you're like, okay, mm. I need to start putting stuff away to feel settled and having the wardrobes already there is perfect for that. 
Yeah, so I guess then that's bedrooms pretty much covered off. That, I suppose, is our experiences with it and kind of getting in, getting them the way you'd like them to look and making sure that they're functioning best for you and what you need in your home. If anyone has any bedroom-related questions, though, please do drop us a DM. And then that is bringing us on to our trend of the week. So this week actually is off the back of somebody getting in touch asking about houseplants and I suppose flowers and that type of thing fall under this as well. But what our preferences were, whether faux or real. How do you feel about it, Laura? This is all very new to me, um, adding greenery. I have one real plant, which is still alive. It's an olive tree that I got um, about a month ago now. So it's actually doing really well. I have that in the kitchen. So I'm treating it like a baby at the minute. Other than that, I've put in some faux greenery on my shelves in the living room but that's definitely something now that I've kind of got the basics in downstairs that's the next thing I'm moving on to adding some more plants I am probably going to go for the cost effective route to begin with because it's as I said new to me I've seen some great value in Lidl and Aldi I think you can pick up some lovely plants there at a great price so I think that's the route I'm going to go down when it does come into bringing the real ones into the house, just because I don't trust myself yet. <laughs> yeah, that's so fair. It's difficult. I have killed a lot of houseplants and that's even happened when I've tried so hard. I think the one thing that shows that I'm absolutely not green fingered was that time that I accidentally killed a cactus and they <laughs> survived in the desert. Like, I don't even know how I did it, but anyway, it absolutely was dead. But um, yeah, I, I think I'm getting better at it. I've, with regards to my preference, I'm here for both faux and real. I think when you're going with faux, you absolutely want them to look high quality and you can pick some up that look very rubbery, very plasticky. I would avoid those, I suppose, because they might fill a gap when you buy them. You know, they might fill that space on a shelf or something. But then after a while, it will start looking at you. That's how I feel about things in the house that shouldn't be there. I feel like they're looking at me being like, you know, I'm not supposed to be here. And I do. <laughs> so I would say invest in good quality pieces with regards to real plants. Definitely go down the cost effective route because no matter how much you care for them, sometimes it just doesn't pan out. Like depending on where you place them in the house, in the house, there could be a draft that you don't know about. Maybe they're just not getting enough light and they can be very expensive. So I would be hitting up the likes of little Aldi. What I've done a few times is actually I've bought really nice planters and then swapped out the plants if and when they inevitably die on me. So yeah, I've picked up a few really nice houseplants in the likes of Tesco and they're very cost-effective and really lovely quality. And then on the faux pieces, I'm really here for faux flowers. Got a lot of them in kind of TK Maxx and Next and that type of thing. But then more recently brought into my life by you and one more thing who we've worked with, of course, is dried flowers, which I think is the perfect middle ground because they last and they have the durability of fake flowers, but they are actually real and they have that natural look to them. So that's a happy medium, I think, if you're unsure of what way to go. Yeah, I've had dried flowers in my house literally from day one. I just think 
they add a lovely touch and you can move them around to different rooms, even bring them outside. I remember on some of the summer days last year, they looked lovely on the table, on the patio. And I think when you are getting the faux plants as well, like you said, you want to be going for the nice quality steer away from the rubbery look. But I think it comes down to how you style them in the vase or pots as well. So I think a more high-end looking pot can really just help the overall look and H&M are brilliant for that. They have so many. I've got so many I've ordered now. There's no plants in them yet, but there's enough phases to fill every room in the house. But I just like to have, they're quite cost effective. I like to have them because you'll pull them out to fit in with different schemes or stylings that you're doing. But I think they definitely elevate the look of a faux greenery. And then we talked about it a bit before, I suppose having real fresh flowers in the house. And I think that's always lovely. The smell, they look so bright and I think they bring a brightness to any kind of space. And I know there's a lot of services you can even sign up for to get regularly delivered flowers. But that actually kind of nicely brings us on to our competition this week. Yes, so we are very excited to have teamed up with flowers.ie this week. They deliver nationwide and they do flowers for every occasion. So we have a stunning, huge bouquet to give away this week um, on over on Instagram. So the competition will be going live after the podcast. And yes, fresh flowers to keep those Easter vibes going for a couple of weeks in your homes. So definitely get entering. Yeah, absolutely. It's a gorgeous prize. I'd love to win, but I think that would be unethical. So I won't be entering, but everybody else should. And as always, thanks so much to everyone for tuning in, sending us your lovely messages. We've mentioned it a couple of times now, but we will be doing an episode later on focused on frequently asked questions. So please do send us anything that pops into mind to us as a dm on instagram and we will come back to you or we'll cover it in that episode so thanks so much for listening and we will chat to you soon happy easter thank you for listening to the la interiors podcast if you enjoyed it please do subscribe and leave a review You can also follow us over on Instagram at la.interiors.ie.